Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. So today I want to talk about what it means for us to be the church. Somebody say, be the church. Come on, you can do better than that. Say, be the church. I want to talk about what it means for us to be the church. If you have a Bible, turn or click with me to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, the verses are on the screen as well. You'll be able to follow along there, Mark chapter 2. And before we turn there, I want us to to open our hearts and have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that you want to speak to us. And so, Lord, our minds are open, our hearts are open. We ask you, God, to change us by your word today. Lord, as we proclaim your word, I pray, God, that every heart, every mind would be open, that you would do what you want to do. We give you full permission. Get loud in our life through your word in jesus name and everybody who agreed said amen amen Amen. thanks you guys mark chapter 2 starting in verse 1 jesus is having church and in this passage he's having church but in typical jesus fashion it doesn't go like we would assume or expect it to go let's begin reading verse 1 says this a few days later when jesus again entered capernaum The people heard that he had come home. So Jesus goes to his hometown, his home region. So his Miami-Dade County. Like he goes home to Capernaum, to his region where he grew up, where he came from. And when everybody hears that Jesus has come to town, everybody gets really, really excited. So he comes to town. Verse 2, so many gathered that there was no room left in the house where Jesus was preaching. Not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. So what's happening? Jesus has come home and, and everybody gets excited about this, this, this Jesus from Nazareth, this, this one who apparently does miracles, this one who apparently heals, this one who apparently raises people from the dead, the one who apparently is, is the savior of the world. Everybody's pretty fired up. So Jesus goes into the house and he, he sits down and starts teaching and it says that the whole house is so full that there's nowhere else. And then out the main doors, the front doors, there's people just as far, like if you're within earshot, like you're sitting there trying to listen, just trying to catch a little bit of what Jesus is throwing down. Jesus is having church. And I want you to notice on this is kind of a parenthetical side thought. I, Jesus wasn't afraid of large crowds. That there were so many people that Jesus was like, yeah, this is kind of what I do. And Brave Church, can I just tell you something? Jesus, <laughs> Jesus wasn't afraid of large crowds, but he wasn't impressed by them either. And here's what I want us to understand. Wherever the Spirit of God is moving, wherever the, the love of the Father is flowing, wherever the word, the life of Jesus is, is being proclaimed, guess what? There's going to be space problems. Anybody ever had a space problem here at Brave Church? If you drive a car, you have space problems. Because you know, come on, Jesus can change five loaves and two bread, but he cannot apparently multiply that parking lot out there. Can I get an amen? Like what in the world? So listen, I want you to know something. Jesus wasn't impressed by large crowds, but he he wasn't bothered by them either. And so here's the deal. You're a part of a church where the spirit of God is moving. You just got to know that. So guess what? That means it's going to be crowded. Like you're going to sit in your row right now and be like, dude, I feel like I'm on American Airlines. Or so like, right? Like it's like I got some Frontier, some Southwest going on right now. Hey, that's just part of being a part of the move of God. Amen. 
Come on, and guess what? If it takes you a little while to get off the parking lot, that's okay. So watch this. When you leave church in a few minutes and you get onto the street and go home, get out and, and, and get out of your parking space and pull back out in, onto the street and go home, guess what? Instead of getting frustrated by that, can we all just agree that we just should smile? Because Jesus was, had space problems, and here at Brave Church, we have space problems too. Amen? Come on, turn to the person next to you and say, we got space problems. We got space problems. We got not, some of you are like, we got space jam. Not space jam. Space problems. Unbelievable. Verse 3. Jesus got this whole, this church is just full of just space problems. People everywhere. Verse 3. Some men came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. I want to talk about what does it mean to be the church? And in your bulletin, there's some fill in the blanks. Maybe you want to follow along with me. Here's the first thing that it means for us to be the church of Jesus Christ. Number one, it, it means that we got to be willing to do the heavy lifting. We got to be willing to do the heavy lifting that uh, there's a, a paralyzed guy. And uh, apparently this paralyzed guy, or maybe one of his friends, we don't know. Scripture doesn't tell us. But apparently, they, they hear that, that Jesus has come into Capernaum, that, that Jesus is in their town, like one day only, like this is, the, this is the time. And so either the paralyzed guy says to his friends, or his friends say to the paralyzed guy, we, we got to get you to Jesus, like this, is, like this is urgent, man, like this is your shot. You have a need in your life that we think Jesus could possibly want to meet. We got to get you to Jesus, and I'm so thankful that there were four guys who were willing to pick up a corner of the mat. And bring their friend to Jesus. Hey, listen, I believe God is looking for some people who are, are willing to do a little heavy lifting. Amen? God's looking for some church people, some people who are part of the family of God, who are willing to get up early, willing to, to be parking lot attendants on the parking lot during the middle of services. They're willing to serve at our coffee bar with cold brew, by the way. They're willing to serve our church. They're willing to be ushers and greeters and, and prayer team members. They're willing to serve in production booths and run cameras and run audio and run and play instruments. They're willing to serve. God's looking for some people, Bray Church, who are willing to do some heavy lifting. So real quick, let me just pause for a second. And can I just say thank you? If you're, if you're one of the people around here, Brave Church, and you serve, and you, you give, and you pray, and you sacrifice, and you tithe, I want you to know something. Thank you. As, again, as, as a voice of influence in your pastor's life, I want you to know I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Brave Church people who get the vision and are, are willing to get up early and stay late and carry a corner of the mat. Why? So the people who need a touch from Jesus can have, get a touch from Jesus. What does it mean to be the church? It means we got to be willing to do the heavy lifting. Why? Because right now, within a five-mile radius of where we sit, Brave Church, there are tens of thousands of people who are desperate. For a touch from God, there's people who live in gated communities and drive fancy cars and make high dollar salaries. But guess what? On the inside, they're empty and they need what we have. They're single moms with two and a half kids, right? Who are, who are struggling to put, put it together, who are struggling to make it work, who are struggling to figure out how to, how to be a mom and a dad to these kids. And they need what we have. They need the love that we understand. 
That's why we do the heavy lifting. That's why we serve. That's why we give. That's why we pray. That's why we tithe. Why? Because we're making a difference in the world around us. Miami-Dade County needs you, Brave Church. So what does it mean for us to to be the church? It means we got to be willing to do since they could not lifting. Verse 4. So these guys, they bring their buddy up. But since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus. And look at this. After digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. Okay, time out. It's so easy for us, especially if we've been around Bible study for any period of time in our life. It's so easy for us to read a story like this and completely miss like the extremeness of what's going on. So these duffers are carrying their buddy. They round, they go down Main Street, they turn right, they turn left, and all the while, every time they're getting closer and closer, they can hear the people like they can, they, they know something big's going on where Jesus is teaching, and then they walk up and they look and they see the people, the mass of people out the door as far as you can see, like they can barely see the house. And it's what point was the paralyzed guy like, oh man, it's cool, you guys, just forget it. And then again, scripture doesn't tell us, but here's how I imagine it goes down. You know one of their buddies, the creative one, not necessarily the strongest one, but the most creative one, he's like, Hey, Bubba, come here. Hey, you guys think if we put him on Bubba's back, we can get them up there? And apparently, they're like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. So somehow, they get this paralyzed guy on the roof of the building. And they're like, we got this. And it says they dug through the roof. Don't miss that. This is not like a tin roof, like over a shack. No, no, no. Like if you study the architecture of that day and that period of time in that area of our world, like it was like 14 inches thick, mud, wood beams, sticks, rocks. Like these jokers are up there a while. Like a dog looking for a bone, like just digging, 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 digging. Can you imagine the noise and the mess? And notice what it says. It says that they, they, uh, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus. So like this ain't the back corner. This is like right above. So Jesus is there, you know, thee and thou, like doing his deal. And all of a sudden there's mud flying, babies crying. Like it's just a nightmare. And like, and apparently, like at what point was Jesus like, hey, apparently Jesus let down will make an aisle. But he doesn't do that. Apparently, Jesus lets these guys dig through the roof, and then it says they lower him down on his mat in front of Jesus. That's awesome. Then look what happens, verse 5. When Jesus saw, everyone say, their faith, he said to the paralyzed guy, son, your sins are forgiven. Okay, time out. What does it mean for us to be the church? Here's number two. Number two, it means that we have faith for others. What does it mean for us to be the church? It means that we have to have faith, not just for ourselves, but for others. It says that when Jesus saw their faith, he forgave his sins. That's awesome. Think of the implications of that. Here's what that means, brave church. 
It means that what God is doing in our church, it ain't just for us. See, I think God is looking for a church full of people in Miami-Dade County who will, who will not just let all of this be about us. Is it important for us to come in and get our battery charged? Yes. Is it important for us to come in and get filled up so we can go back out? Yes. But I'm just telling you, you being here today is not just for you. Is it possible that God needs you to have faith for the person five seats over and two rows back? Is it possible that that person who's sitting a couple rows over, a couple rows back, they had just enough strength to make it in the doors. They had just enough, just enough patience to find a space to park. They had just enough courage to drop their kids off in Brave Kids. And they had just enough gumption to walk through those doors and try and, try and find a seat somewhere. But is it possible that that's pretty much where their faith ran out? And is it possible that they need to look on our faith today and borrow some of our faith? Is it possible that the reason you're here is not just for you? That it's, it's actually for someone else as well. And when they see you worshiping, when they see you going big hard after God, guess what? When they see that, they go, well, if they can do it then maybe I can do it. If God can meet their need, maybe God can do it for me. If God did it for them, maybe, just maybe, there's something to the message that we're talking about today. Maybe, just maybe. And by the way, if you've come in and that's you, and you're out of faith, I want you to know, I want to echo what Pastor David said a minute ago. Listen, you're not, you're not just sitting in a church today. You're in a family. And we want you to know that if you need some faith today, you can borrow ours. If you need some courage today, you can borrow ours. If you need some strength today, you can borrow ours. You know why? Because God's pouring it into us so we can pour it through you. And listen, if you've come into church today, do not leave without getting what you need from your heavenly father. There's gotta, there's gonna be prayer team. There's gonna be people. Listen, don't leave the, just grab somebody with a brave shirt on today before you leave and go, Hey, I'm not okay. And they'll know what to do. Borrow our faith. See, it was the faith of the friends that caused the paralyzed guy to be healed. And if this had been the end of the story, they lower him down. Jesus is like, your sins are forgiven. Woo! Everybody goes home happy. High five, high five, high five. Then it had been like, awesome. But it's not the end of the story. Look to themselves. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? Speaking of Jesus, he's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone what does it mean to be the church number three if we're going to actually be the church brave church guess what it means it means we're going to have critics see wherever the spirit is moving wherever the word is being proclaimed and wherever the father's love is being poured out there will always everyone say always be critics and sometimes those critics will be on the outside 
won't they? Some of us know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you have critics in your workplace or critics at your school. And the minute they find out that you're a Christian, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 don't preach it me don't you start with me don't you and they, they and they mock you for your faith they, some of us we've been we've been picked over for promotion because of our faith some of us we've been left out of meetings some of us we have been we've been we've been shunned some of us we've been mocked we've been made fun of because of our faith see that there are always critics wherever the spirit of god is is moving and can i just say this listen if, if, if there are outside critics in your world, people that the minute they find out you go to that church are like, oh, you go to that church. Hey, here, here's a very, very, what I would say. In over 25 years of doing this, I, I, I want you to know that very, 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 very few people have ever been won into the kingdom by Christians who have convinced them through, through crafty arguments. So, so here's what I found. What do we do with the outside critics? Here's what I would say. Love them. Just love them. Just love them. The Bible says that they'll know we're Christians by our, our love. And see, here's, here's the thing. When, when you're around the, this faith thing for, for a long time, what you begin to discover is God has a way in his sovereignty and in his grace of arranging the circumstances of people's lives that at some point they hit bottom. And if we can be consistent enough with our message of love, I believe there will be a moment where that classmate, where that coworker looks at us and goes, hey, uh, hey, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Hey, aren't you, uh, aren't you, don't, don't you go to that one church? Don't you go to church or something? Yeah, yeah, I do. Why, what's up? Well, my wife actually just left me, and I'm just, I don't know what to do. Can, can you help me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. Hey, aren't you a, hey, aren't you a, don't you believe in prayer? Yeah, yeah, I do. Why, what's up? Well, I, I just got let go from my job, and I think I need somebody to pray for me. Hey, hey, don't, don't you go to that one, hey, aren't you a, what do they, what do they call it, a, G, a Jesus or a Christian or so, aren't you one of those? Yeah, yeah, I am. Well, I just got cut from the team. And man, I don't, I don't know. My girlfriend just broke up with me. My boyfriend just, just, just broke up my heart. What, 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 see, here's what I think. I think if we, won't, if we won't get in the ring with our critics, but instead we'll just love, just, we just, we'll just give the unconditional love that we've received from our Father, then guess what happens, brave church? God arranges the circumstances in their life until they turn and they go, hey, can you help me? And in that moment, we're like, yeah, baby. You got the right person. I can help you. I can help you. So there are outside critics, but there are also inside critics. And that's what Jesus had. Notice what it says. It says that there were some teachers of the law who were sitting. Everyone say sitting. So these are the guys, the religious guys, who had, who had gotten there early, who had waited in line, who had gotten their tickets in advance, and they had perched themselves right down front because they wanted to hear about this new religious teacher named Jesus. What's he teaching? What's the message? What's going on? We want to examine this. See, the religious guys, they actually believed that their responsibility was to critique 
what was going on. And let me, Brave Church, let me just say this. Inside critics will always tend to do more sitting than carrying. And can I just warn you again as a voice of influence in your pastor's life and then conversely also then in your life that, listen, if you come and you sit in this church for too long, I'm just warning you, it's possible that you'll soon start to develop a critical spirit. And here's why. Because it's human nature for us to always gravitate toward criticizing something that we aren't helping to create. Let me say that again. It is human nature for us to gravitate toward criticizing anything we aren't helping to create. Like if you go to a restaurant, like if we went to a restaurant last night and you're like, oh, hey, how was the restaurant? You know what I'm going to do? Instantly, I'm going to start to critique it. I'm going to go, well, you know, actually the food was really, really good, but, but the service was kind of bad. And, you know, it's kind of in a weird part of the mall. And so we kind of had to park like far away. And we couldn't really find the entrance. And like, we didn't know if we were going in the out or out the in or we, like, we didn't instantly criticize. You know why? Because at that restaurant, I'm just a consumer. But watch this. We hardly ever criticize something we help make at home. And if we do, it's not because we're criticizing, it's because we're critiquing so the next time we can make it better. And church, here's what I believe. (laughs) I believe God wants us to stop criticizing and start helping make this place better because there's paralyzed people. There's paralyzed people. There's hurting and broken people who need us. But see, the inside critics, they, they were consumers instead of carriers. And if we're going to be the church, then we're going to have to start focusing on carrying paralytics more than carrying a critical spirit. Verse 8. Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. I love that. Jesus doesn't even have to hear it out loud. He's like, boom, I got you. Look. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk. If we're going to be the church, number four, what does it mean to be the church? We always have to remember that the point is life change. We always have to remember that the point of all of this is life change. See, the Pharisees, they actually thought that the point of church, as they knew it, was to sit around and regurgitate religious information and then police everybody with rules. Like, that's why they got their tickets early. That's why they, had their, that's why they were sitting in front of Jesus because apparently it's all about religious regurgitation and then policing people with the rules that we learn from our religion. And Jesus is like, boys, you're missing the point. And guess what, church? When lost people come in, it's going to be messy. They made a mess digging through a hole in the ceiling. It's going to be messy. But guess what? Messy is exactly the kind of environment that Jesus does miracles in. So if your life looks like it's a mess right now, I got good news. Jesus, uh, that's a perfect environment for Jesus to do a miracle in your life. Amen? I love this, this passage of scripture, Proverbs chapter 14, verse four, throw it up there. Look at this without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox. Somebody say strong ox for a large harvest. Hey church, 
What God's doing at Brave Church is a large harvest. You know that, right? Like, this is uncommon. Like, what God's doing here is unbelievable. Like, this is supernatural. Well, guess what? We need some strong oxes around here, oxen around here. Come on, turn to the person sitting next to you as long as it's a dude, not a lady, and say, you're a strong ox. Come on, tell them you're a strong. Don't say it to the ladies. Trust me, it doesn't work. I did it to my wife one time. She was not cool with me calling her an ox. We need some strong ox up in this stable. Listen, if we want everything to be neat and tidy and all just prim and proper, guess what? We're not going to have a very large harvest. But if things are messy, then that's the, that's the, place, where the, that's the place where Jesus starts to move. See, the religious guys, they thought it was all about rules and regurgitation. It wasn't religious regurgitation. No, no, no. It, it's, a, it's about the hurting and the broken that are coming in, brave church. Verse 10, this is so huge. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He looked down at the paralyzed guy and he said, I tell you, get up. Take your mat. Go home. What does it mean for us to be the church? Here's number five. Number five, it means we go home different than we came. What does it mean for us to be the church? It means we go home different than we came. This paralyzed guy did something that none of us, I guarantee, I promise, have never done before in our life. He entered a church service through the roof, and he exited out the main doors. That's awesome. (laughs) How fun is that? Like, that duffer wins at, like, the the next, like, party. You know, like, he tells a story to try and one-up somebody, and everybody's kind of sharing their story. Like, he wins the one-up story at the party because he's like, hey, you got, no, I got one for you. My buddies dragged me up on a roof, lowered me down. Jesus healed me, and I walked out. What's up? <laughs> Hashtag winning, right? Like, my man, he wins. He wins the one-up story game. Hey, church, listen, what's the point of all this? Here's the point. That you and I go home different than we came. See, it's not enough for us to just come in and just put in our hour and 15 minutes at church. It's not enough. No, no, no. Listen, God is here. Jesus is here. The healer is here. And if you need a touch from him today, that's why he's here. God wants us to go home different than we came. So here's this guy. And he comes in through the roof. And Jesus goes, I'm not just going to forgive your sins. No, no, no. Get up, take your mat, and walk. See, there's a lot of people in the story, and I love this. And maybe here's what I think. I think every one of us can relate to somebody in the story. The first person is the paralytic. And maybe you're here today, and that's you. The person you most identify with in the story is the one who's hurting and broken. And I want you to know if that's you, God wants to touch you today. And we're going to pray for you in a few minutes. God's going to touch you, meet you at the point of your need. The second group of people in the story are the four guys that carried the corners of the mat. And can I just tell you, thank you for the hundreds of you who make Brave Church happen on a weekly basis. Thank you. Thanks for getting the vision of this place. Thanks for doing what you do. And by the way, if you're not carrying a corner of the mat, if you're not on a serve team, don't leave church without getting signed up. Go talk to somebody. We need you. We need you, man. We need some men to serve in our kids' ministry. You know, we need there are hundreds of kids who come to Brave Church every week who need male role models. We need you. 
Fatherlessness ends in our nation at the foot of the cross. There is no other solution. There is no other solution. Some of you, you, you see yourself as a Pharisee. And that's okay. No judgment. But today, the Holy Spirit would say to you, hey, lay down the critical spirit. Let's be done. Let's be done with that. Let's stop criticizing. And let's just start rejoicing in what God's doing. This is a move of God. But then there's a fourth group of people. Check it out. Verse 12. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God, saying, we've never seen anything like this before. You know what God wants? God wants us all to be amazed. Not at a church service, not at a program, not at a worship team, not at a guy speaking. No, no, no. God wants us to be amazed at the love of our Father and the power of the Son at work in our midst. So what do you need? What do you need from your Savior today? What do you need? Do you need a touch? Can we bow our heads across this room? Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Chains fall. Chains fall. Fear bows. The name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. Listen, if you need a touch from your Father today, you need a touch from your Savior today, would you just put your hand up right now? Come on, all across this room. You need a touch from God. You need a touch from God. Come on, with all boldness in your heart, put your hand up. Put your hand up. Father, right now, I pray in Jesus' name. I pray in Jesus' name that you would touch your kids. Lord, you see your daughters that have come in. You see the broken hearts. And God, you're the one who mends broken hearts. So Lord, would you mend their broken hearts today? Lord, you see your sons. God, you see the hurt. You see the disappointment. You see the pain that we're carrying around. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would heal. You would heal our hearts, God. Heal our hearts, Lord. You see the broken relationships. Lord, you see the marriages. You see the marriages, God, where we need a miracle. Lord, you see the financial situations where we need a miracle. And so, God, right now I pray in the name of Jesus that you're, you're the miracle-working God. Lord Jesus, we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting at our church right now in a series called Miracles. And so, God, my faith is high. And you too told me to expect much that we might receive much. And so, Lord, I, my expectations are high. Meet with your kids. Meet with your kids. Meet with your kids. Just receive the touch of the Father. Receive the love of the Father right now in Jesus' name. God, we receive it. God, we receive it. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. Listen, if you're here and you've never said yes to a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to do that. We're not going to embarrass you or call you down front. We just want to give you an opportunity seated right where you are to say yes to your Savior. It's as simple as acknowledging that we're a sinner, that we missed the mark, that we're imperfect. Well, that's easy. Believing that what Jesus did on the cross was payment for our sin. And then just confessing it. And so I'm going to invite you right now, if you want to say yes to a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to count to three. When I hit three, would you put your hand up right now? One, two, three. You want to say yes to a relationship? Awesome. Thanks. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Just for a second. Keep it up. Keep it up. Awesome. Awesome. Father, you see these hands. And Lord, on behalf of each one of these, Lord God, I just pray. We just acknowledge that we're sinners and we believe that what you did on the cross was payment for our sin. And we invite you to come in. Put your Holy Spirit inside of us. God, forgive us of our sins. Wash us clean. Make us a new creation. We want to live for you. We want you to be number one in our life, God. We receive you now as our Savior and Lord in Jesus' name. And then, God, I pray blessing over this church. I pray blessing over Pastor David and the staff. I pray.
Lord, I thank you that you are our sustainer. And I pray, God, that you would move. Lord, I thank you that you are our sustainer, that you're our stability, you're our strength. And God, I pray that you would lead Brave Church over these next weeks and months. Lead us, God. We believe that this is a divine setup for all that you are bringing us into in Jesus' name. And so, God, I bless this church now in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. And everybody who agreed said, amen. Come on, can we celebrate God? Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.